You, you're the one who came up with the genius idea. You want to get us started? Tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, where we find you. My name is Alfred Bergeson. I'm in Halifax, Nova Scotia, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Tristan Olaf. Yeah, yeah, right. I, I, I honestly wouldn't have given it a go at your last name. Bert Bergeson? <laughs> Alfred Bergeson? Yeah, you got it. Cool. You got cool. it. Nice, nice to see you, Alfred. Uh, Good to see you, man. So, yeah, I, I hit you up um, probably like a month ago or under a month ago, and I said we should start a podcast. Or I, I can't even remember what I said, but we can find it and we can put it here in the video. Um, but yeah, I hit you up because you're doing some cool work, and you know I think I'm doing some cool work, and I think we're both reaching a large audience and primarily young people who are, are interested in sort of speaking up and having a voice and advocating for change. And so, you know, you're doing yours through an online digital way and you can, you'll, you'll explain more about it. And so am I. Um, but I thought perhaps we could do something that would be, uh, you know, capturing people's attention through audio, perhaps even through video. Um, and again, I think through storytelling and through, uh, you know, youth having a voice on this podcast, I think we can uncover some some stories, uncover some injustices, uncover some um, areas for changing Canada, honestly. And I would hope that, you know, with the platform that you have and the platform that I have, I think we can find a way to combine efforts and, you know, after people listen to our what we have to say, they can go online to take action somewhere. Cool, man. Solidarity. We both have audiences and we can bring the conversations or the topics that they care about onto our podcast. And uh, we can sort of have a cycle where they go back online to take action on things that, you know, that we discuss on here. And we, we bring on guests to, to talk about, you know, issues that, uh, our generation cares about and is worried about and wants to teach wants to see change with so what are your thoughts when you you know what kind of podcast would you want to be a co-host of Tristan I believe very strongly in the importance of, of storytelling and um, and and awareness around around important issues you know I think that they are um, in, in this sort of this age that we live in this this socialized, um, digitalized internet uh, era where, uh, you know, communication and, and, um, and online discussion is, is the norm, you know, making sure that um, young people are, are represented is, is super important. And, um, you know, and I think, like you said, um, using the, the platforms and the, uh, the audiences that, that, that we all have and, and you know and, and making sure that uh, you know just just taking it as a, as a responsibility to um, you know help help those people um, be in touch with with cool ideas and uh, and an important uh, you know an important action so uh, yeah you know podcast is a, is a great medium to do it so you know I'm not coming in with a lot of expectations I think that I, I'm definitely in my line of work at least right now it's it's very much uh, engaged in in the news um and i guess i'll talk about that in a little bit um, i think that there's a part of me that you know maybe wants to keep this more holistic and less 
um, you know, less less news based on 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 sort of the beat. Uh, you know, so so that's that's sort of uh, that's sort of my idea, and I'm just looking mm. forward to this as a as an opportunity to, to discuss and talk uh, and share. Awesome, yeah. So you're coming in this with little to no expectation and I'm coming in this saying this is going to be a number one podcast in the world at some point. Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's great. That's perfect. No, seriously though, like how many, you know, how many of the podcasts that are on the top 100 on Apple have two young people under 30 hosting them? Like, and when you think about like where we are, exactly not enough and i think you know when you think about where we are in the world right now young people are the ones who are speaking up loudest about issues but yet get little to no time on uh whether it's traditional media like you know get no little to no time on on television and again i think if you look at the top 100 podcasts if you think about who are the you know who are host who's hosting these podcasts um I don't think we have a lot of people in our in our age demographic. Like I'm, I'm a gen, I'm a Gen Z. Okay, I got you. Got big energy, man, and you want to you want to direct it. You want to direct it towards good causes, and sometimes it means volunteering in, in the community. Sometimes it means you know being an entrepreneur, starting a, a, a you know a business that can that can that can grow and that can develop and that can have utility and, and financial stability. And sometimes it's just using your voice, uh, you know, as a medium mm-hmm. to, to sharing, you know, positive ideas. And I think, um, you know, the, the important, the important sort of buzzwords that I think about are, you know, our perspective, uh, representation, um, you know, and, and just, and just, you know, representing different points of views. And I think that's, uh, you know, that's, that's the main part of it. Um, but I think, you know, we, we uh, we're sort of dancing around, you know, some of the topics of like, uh, you know, who are we, what do we do and, and why do we feel like we have an authority to talk on, on, on issues, um, on a podcast and, and, uh, you know, why do we feel like we can make the, the biggest podcast in, in the world? Um, now I have had the, the, the pleasure of, uh, of actually interviewing you. Um, so, you know, I, I, I feel like I, I know a decent amount, but, uh, you know, I would love to be, to, to hear it again. So, you know, why do you just take the opportunity to, uh, to talk a little bit about sort of what you do and uh, uh, how that relates to um, this idea, at least right now, of a, of a new action podcast. I started my own business a few years ago, and it was a youth-led uh, sort of consultancy business. We wanted to uh, employ youth. We wanted to give youth opportunities to, to lead community engagement uh, events and for youth to be involved in uh, conversations that were happening in our city and in our province, really. Um, and since then, I've you know I've I've been engaged with youth work at the city level, at the provincial level, at the federal level. And last year, I joined the Prime Minister's Youth Council. And on the council, you know, we have the chance to talk to the Prime Minister, other ministers. By far, the best part of being on the council is. Uh, my peers, like the other young people across Canada, by far, that's, you know, I would say that's the best part of it is being able to, to have conversations with my peers and, you know, not all be on the same page, but yet continue to move together and continue to sort of empathize and, and listen and learn. Um, I think there's a lot of power in, 
in, in like circles like that. Cause like, while we have such, you know, great access to the prime minister and ministers, like there's really a lot of the power of a circle like that. And the, and the warning that happens in a circle like that has been incredible. Um, in terms of what led me to, you know, reaching out to you to, to do something like this podcast, um, it started when the Youth Council uh, wrote a letter to the Prime Minister and had some recommendations in it. And we wanted him to take action on uh, systemic racism in Canada. And we didn't, um, I don't think we, we got a response, but we didn't get action from that response. And so we thought, you know, well, I thought, what better way to get action out of our prime minister and other uh, elected officials than having, you know, citizens who are not on the youth council, but citizens in, within their districts and jurisdictions, send them an email to say uh, they demand them to take action on systemic racism. And so uh, you can make custom campaigns through new mode. And I created one for the anti-racism uh, letter we wrote to the prime minister. And from there, I saw, you know, that, you know, more than a thousand people take action and add their voice to our letter and, and pretty much, you know, say that they believed in, in the things we were demanding for. And so, you know, I think there's, there's power in elected officials hearing from their constituents and there's power in, um, in young people demanding change. And so I think the tool that, I, that was created um, has definitely empowered a lot of voices. Um, and so since then, we've launched a few more campaigns. We've launched one with you uh, and the good folks at Nouvelle. So, uh, yeah. So I think we're, you know, we want to focus on uh, campaigns that are, are national in scope, uh, localized campaigns as well. And we want to, you know, create many, many, you know, campaigns that allow citizens and specifically young people to, to demand the change that they, that they seek. And so I think, again, this, this podcast is another way in which we can discuss some of the um, issues that are currently taking place in our world in Canada and perhaps a way we can direct people again to take action online. Yeah. And, and brainstorm, you know, and, and brainstorm. And I think that was a, you know, one of the things that I sort of mentioned in, in sort of my opening monologue is that I, you know, so often um, some of the best ideas that I think I have often just come through conversation, mm. um, you know, conversation with others. And uh, especially, you know, right now it's um, in our first episode and, and God knows, you know, how many people will listen and, and watch and, and think about it. And I think, uh, you know, obviously the, the goal is to grow and, and grow over time. And as, the more we grow, the more people will, will probably go all the way back and be like, Oh, wow, uh, this is so cool. Uh, I want to go listen to the first episode and, and see what they were like when they, when they had no idea what they were talking about. And, um, you know, and, and hopefully they'll, uh, they'll be like, Oh, you know what? They did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but to, to go back to a little bit of, you know, that, that, that story, I think that really what it, um, you know, sort of just your, your journey into um, developing your, um, you, you, the project that, you know, I think is, is sort of um, centered to this collaborative effort right now, which is your work in creating a collective action, collectiveaction.ca, obviously, and, um, and trying to, you know, operationalize, um, you know, action, um, you know, towards, towards specific goals. And 
I thought that you know the your your example of uh, of sending a letter to the prime minister I thought was uh, it's an interesting exploration into the idea of uh, of how of how people in power um, you know sort of react to um, you know to to sort of public outcries for for change for um, for for action for uh, condemnation depends what it is and I thought and I thought that you know the 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 those the way that those responses take place can kind of be um, sort of separated into into two separate parts one of which being reaction and the other one being action um, and I thought that, that was an interesting part because you know oftentimes you see uh, a very public you know campaign and uh, you know I think we're, we, you know we ooh, this sort of is centered around the discussion of doing more to tackle systemic racism. And um, of course that was like the, the subject of, of this particular letter that was co-authored by, by you and, and some of the other members of the youth council. But, you know, thinking about, for example, the, the prime minister himself um, being at the, uh, the, the rally, the March for Black Lives Matter and in memory of, uh, you know, of course of, of George Floyd that really, um, you know, set off a string of protests and, and calls for action both in the US and, and subsequently in Canada. Um, and thinking about this idea of reaction versus action um, and, you know, reaction in this case being, for example, the prime minister joining the march, um, you know, very publicly and, and um, you know, standing and, and also subsequently kneeling, um, you know, on Parliament Hill in solidarity with, you know, with the marches, which is a very public symbol um, of, of reaction. But I think that it's really important that um, that, that be, uh, you know, sort of contrasted to to actual concrete action um, and, and steps that can be taken. And I think that, you know, at least from, from the lens that I look at things and sort of this, the political lens and the way that, um, you know, one can sometimes conflate, um, you know, messaging with, you know, with sort of action. It's, uh, yeah, it's, I guess it's an important thing. And I think that that's one of the important um, aspects of, of what collection action, uh, collective action does, um, which is, uh, you know, it encourages people to uh, just, you know, to send a list of demands to, to, to specific uh, leaders. And, and what that does is it doesn't just sort of leave some ambiguity in terms of how they can react to what you're demanding for. It lists very specific actions that, uh, that, that are being demanded and, and therefore create a system of accountability uh, right. where you can say you either did uh, or, or didn't do um, you know, what, what was demanded through right. this collective action. And I think that's, a, that's an important distinction. I think stories play a huge role in that, right? And, and stories uh, bring light to um, perspectives that may be unknown or perspectives that, you know, things that we, we may all think but haven't had a chance to articulate. And so with that, I, you know, I've been a huge fan of Nouvelle since day one. Can you, can you share a little bit more about Nouvelle and where the idea came from and and where you're going right now with it and, and how it essentially how it works. What is it, Nouvelle? Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. So, you know, from the outset, um, Nouvelle is a, uh, an independent uh, youth driven and, and, and frankly youth focused news organization um, that, uh, that I launched and have been running for, uh, for the past couple months based here in Canada. Um, you know, and, and among, among other things, um, the, the real focus is both trying to uh, promote youth voices um, in, in Canada, encourage young people to, to share their stories and share their perspectives. Um, but also as, as an organization, the goal is also to help 
uh, engage and involve young people in, in stories that matter and, and the news. Um, and I think that the, the best way to kind of think about it, at least um, in the way that I, um, that I think about this idea of, of the news, which is, um, you know, this, this incredible, you know, microcosm of, uh, of information flows and, and it is hugely subjective. You know, some people get all their news from, you know, from, from Twitter. Some people get it from Facebook, from YouTube. Some people subscribe to the newspapers. Um, but importantly, you know, that, that shapes the way that you, um, you understand what is going, uh, going, going on around you. And what form, sorry to cut you off, Tristan, what yeah. format is Nouvelle in? Um, where do your stories get posted and, and how do yeah. people engage with Nouvelle? Right. So, I mean, right now it is, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a, it's a website. Uh, it's the, the hub is Nouvelle, Nouvelle.news. Um, and, you know, in the, in the format right now, it, you know, it is a, it's an amalgamation of, uh, of, of, uh, of stories of, of news written by, by young people that tries to include their perspectives uh, you know, our journalists who go out and report, try to, to frame their articles in a way that, um, you know, really focuses on, um, you know, what are the takeaways that, that young people should take from it? Um, and, and also, uh, you know, of course, we, we exist on, on multiple mediums, of, you know, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and, um, and expanding. Um, but, you know, the main goal is to make sure that uh, the stories that matter, the stories that can really um, shape people's understanding of, of events that are affecting them um, and engage them in the conversation, our, our goal is to try to make those stories as easily consumable um, as possible. And, you know, I think that's a uh, um, yeah, you know, that, that's something really important. I think that, yeah. um, you know, just to sort of like put a, a cap on this, on this little summary of the project that, um, that I've been working on, you know, news, it, it doesn't only shape what people understand it. It also shapes the, the public discussion. Um, you know, oftentimes a, uh, you know, a protest of, uh, you know, of hundreds of young people, you know, for example, let me talk about a process I've attended in the past here in Ontario discussing the elimination of uh, free tuition for uh, low-income university students. Uh, I, I attended protests with, uh, you know, hundreds of, of young people and, um, and those protests would, you know, be characterized as, uh, or demonstrations rather would be characterized as, uh, you know, outliers and they would lack importance. And, and the provincial government here, the Ford government, um, you know, probably wouldn't have taken any notice. Having said that, a, uh, a scathing, uh, you know, op-ed written by the editorial team of the Toronto Star or the National Post, um, you know, likely just one person or a, a group of people writing a scathing op-ed of the government's uh, undertaking of education reform in Ontario um, would, would most likely uh, lead to, uh, you know, a, a wealth of reaction uh, and potential action by the government, um, despite the fact that it might not necessarily reflect um, you know, the opinions of the people who are directly impacted. And so I, I take this example as a, uh, as a means to say that, um, you know, in, in the contemporary um, sort of news ecosphere, there is a distinct lack of representation of young people um, and their perspectives. And what that does is that it often gives this perception, especially amongst the power and decision makers in the, in the country and in the provinces, uh, that that young people uh, don't necessarily matter as much as, as other groups. Um, and so, you know, um, at its most basic form, Nouvelle is uh, an attempt at least to try and um, help, 
amplify the the perspectives and the uh, the opinions and the importance of, of young people and their uh, their ability to help shape um, a more equitable future that's awesome uh, man I think that is so 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 important and I'm sure it hasn't been easy since you started this but like in watching what you've been doing man I think um, it's so needed in in our world today um, so kudos to you for for doing this work and I, I think what's so I think actually what's special about Nouvelle and collective action that I've noticed is the fact that you know while we have websites and, and sort of web platforms that we're directing traffic to um, a lot of that traffic stems from social media. Um, and so I, I think, you know, when I think about your, your Instagram feed and, you know, how easy it is to, to consume information from your Instagram feed um, and how that can lead to not only someone reading a full article or, or some of the article, but also taking action. I think that's really powerful. Um, and again, the fact that we are two young people, uh, you know, doing this work and using social media as our way of gathering an audience um, and to grow in the sense of like being aware of what's happening, but again, also being able to like take action on, on the things that you're uh, taking in. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I appreciate that a lot. And I think, um, yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's all about, uh, it, at the end of the day, it's all about initiative and, um, you know, we, <laughs> you know, we only have, we only have one planet. We only have one, one, uh, one life. Um, and we, you know, we live day, day to day at a time and, um, yeah, you know, it, it, it just sort of comes up to, uh, you know, how do you think that you can, most effectively use your energy to to drive what you believe in and i think that um you know thankfully there are a lot of people like you and i um that that take a you know a collective approach that that think about the uh the sum of all parts and not just the uh, the individual cog mm -hmm. um yeah and, and you know and i think that it's uh, you know i think well honestly i uh what i really think is we should <laughs> we should talk a little bit about uh, you know what who we are, uh, not who we are, we'll talk about that, but, uh, but how we know each other and whatnot, because it is a, it is a random pairing, but I think that a good segue to think about it also is just sort of like, um, the sense of, um, a, a value to a certain extent that, uh, that, you know, we believe our, our projects are creating. And I think it's interesting that, um, although we are two people who, who have a sort of entrepreneurial mindset, um, we are also two people who are talking about projects that, um, don't necessarily, at least, you know, right now, uh, don't aren't prioritizing uh, monetary value, um, but m rather trying to sort of just amplify, uh, you know, sort of social value. Mm -hmm. um, and but you know, but but taking an entrepreneurial mindset to to that, um, and I think that's that's super. Uh, you know, it's 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 very interesting. I think it's uh, it hopefully is is a big aspect of, of why we can make these kinds of projects succeed. Um, but to, to sort of draw back to that question and sort of ask us, um, so I think, you know, I think we tried to track this down once upon a time we met, uh, I believe it was three years ago, was yeah. it three years ago? Yeah, about in, three years ago. In Ottawa. And I think what was interesting when I was reflecting about this sort of question, um, that we'd set ourselves before the podcast, um, it, it was fun that what, what both drew us to funnily enough being in, uh, in parliament, um, in, uh, I believe it's like the Queen Victoria Hall or something like that. 
something very pompous and, and royal and regal. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what, what, what I found interesting was that uh, what brought us to this very political place uh, was um, very much uh, entrepreneurial mindsets, and, mm. and, but for totally different reasons. And uh, so the, the scene was, uh, well, I, you know, I think it's important you set the scene, mostly because I don't think I could uh, exactly remember what it was. But uh, so what was the oh, you yeah, know, you can. conference? Well, you, well, yeah, no, you, I, were, you were capturing the scene. Um, well, well, in that case, you were the scene. So, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but to sort of paint the picture, tell us a little bit about the, the conference that was going on um, yeah. and, uh, and, and what you were doing there. And then I can talk a little bit about what I was doing there. While I was in Enactus, um, ConnectEd was a, a social enterprise that was developed. And um, someone mentioned uh, Active Citizens. Um, I, can, I don't know if I can remember the full name of the, of the conference, but I remember it was the Active Citizens UN program. <laughs> yeah, co-hosted by British Council and the United Nations. Um, uh, what is it? The United UNAC. United States Association, Association Canada. 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 I should know because they, they cut me all the checks. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But okay, so I didn't know I didn't know that background there. Okay, so so yeah. it was so, from an activist that you went to that you were drawn to uh, um, to active citizens. Yeah, so I was a part of the connected team and sort of was leading that connected project with an actus and uh, just someone sent me sort of the application for active citizen. So I applied, I remember putting in my goofy video and now it's everywhere. When someone searches Alpha Burris and the goofy video for me in my, in my college home uh, three years ago comes up on the British council website. <laughs> nice. And what, and what was the project that you're working on and that you presented at this uh, active citizens conference? So connected was essentially um, teaching underrepresented and, and marginalized youth um, sort of skills, when it comes to technology. Um, so making, giving them access to technology, but then also uh, training them and developing their skills with technology. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. And so, yeah, I remember, I remember coming to Ottawa and at the active citizens conference, there were youth from all across Canada who, uh, you know, applied and got, and got into this uh, program. And uh, we had a day full of sort of, um, you know, meeting with, with folks across from Canada and the world in the social enterprise space who were, uh, you know, sitting with us in workshops, little workshops and, and reviewing our ideas and helping us refine our pitches. And then at the end of the day, uh, we, ha we all had our pitches and there was, I think, three winners. There might've been three winners. I wasn't a winner. Uh, <laughs> um, but I remember the, yeah, the experience was, was incredible. Um, and again, I think, uh, looking back at that, like the people who I met and the people who I got to spend time with was uh, by far the best and most rewarding part of that, that trip. But I, yeah, I remember, uh, you know, I, I don't know if we spoke when we were in sort of the parliament area, but I, I think when we, we went to the, the British ambassador's home, yeah, uh, over over a glass of wine or something like that. Yeah. All right. No, but okay. Before you before you get to that, let me let me let me talk a little bit about what I was doing there. Because <laughs> okay. uh, I this is a you know uh, I was I was there for totally different reasons. Um, I was actually the uh, the official photographer for the event. Um, and um, 
it was actually my, my second year uh, being the photographer. And I, I think I've got to give an appropriate shout out here to my, my very dear friend, uh, Adil Scali, uh, who was the, uh, the organizer of the Active Citizens event. <clears throat> um, actually, he was the organizer the year before, um, the year that uh, you were there with the act. Uh, the, um, the organizer was a, another good friend called Gina. And, um, but uh, yeah, you know, basically I, uh, to, to go back a little bit on, you know, on a tangent, I, I had been studying um, at Carleton University in Ottawa, studying political science and, and African studies. And, um, and uh, I had gotten very into, into photography. At the end of my first year, I went on this amazing trip to Peru and um, I, I decided to make a splash purchase. I always loved taking photos on my phone and I decided to go and buy myself this cheap little Nikon camera and stock lens and took it with me on this amazing uh, backpacking trip to Peru, where I, I, if, if you or anyone listening has been to Peru knows exactly why you'd fall in love with photography there, but uh, one of the most naturally diverse countries in the world. Um, and so when I came back from there, I, I continued to take photos and, um, you know, and slowly, you know, post them on Instagram and gaining a bit of a following. Um, and then slowly, you know, getting people to ask me to, you know, take their headshots and cover their events. And of course, for a while, I was always, you know, let me please do it for free. I don't, trust myself enough. And then, um, uh, and then this, this friend of mine, Adil came to me and he said, you know, we need a, a photographer to do this event. And our budget is extremely limited. Uh, so can you help us out? And so, um, and this was, was actually, that your, was that your first professional gig? No, no, it was not. It was the second, uh, well, that was a, the, so the active citizens conference the year before you were there was my first gig. Wow. And, um, you know, from a, from a, a critical photographic standpoint, it was an absolute disaster. Uh, I, cause I was still using my cheap Nikon and, um, and the stock lens and I was in parliament where, uh, well, it's, you know, a building that was well, rebuilt in the uh, 1920s. So the lighting is horrible and everything's brown and gray and oh God. And the pictures just, I mean, they, 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 they were manageable, but they weren't great, but luckily and thankfully, uh, the year after that, um, I was called to, to come again. Um, I, actually I was called and asked if my, my photos would be substantially better. And I, I assured them that I bought a new camera and I'd done more gigs and I would do a great job and I would again be very aggressively cheap. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I had, had a chance to go do it again. And I, and I, I remember, you know, going out and, and renting some really nice lenses and, uh, I'm getting a little bit off the point, but uh, it, you know, it was a very proud moment, you know, going back there a year later and, and taking photos, which I uh, felt were, um, you know, very much professional grade. And, and, I, and I know that because they, they continue to appear in a lot of the promotional material for the conference and, uh, and the British Council and the United Nations Association in Canada. Um, but all long-winded to say, uh, back in Parliament and, um, uh, you know, it was one of the one of the the funner parts of uh, of developing my own photography business, um, and specializing in in conference and event photography was um, often the the inspirational nature of the events that I was covering. Um, and and being a young university student, um, you know, with a, a budding entrepreneurial mindset and a background in political science, to be in in Parliament, um, listening and and taking photos to all these very inspirational young professionals around the country and. Um, and hearing how they had developed their own social enterprises, um, you know, finding innovative ways to create, um, you know, solutions to, to social problems, but finding a way for them to be, uh, or looking to find a way for those, those solutions to be equitable and self-sustainable. It was very inspiring. And, um, 
but also came with some fun perks. And, and as, as uh, Alfred mentioned, uh, you know, one of those was every year going to the, uh, the High Commissioner's house of the, uh, the British High Commissioner, um, whose name is uh, Susan de Grand Langholm or something like that, who I've photographed at about 15 different events. She's definitely a socialite in Ottawa. Um, she, <laughs> I don't think she likes me. Um, but probably because when I went to this event and took photos of, uh, of Alfred and his uh, group co-hosts, I did not a lot of photo talking and a lot of wine drinking with all the participants and a lot of schmoozing and, and connection building. And, and one of those connections uh, that I, I was able to make and share was, uh, was with Alfred, um, where I think I, I approached you by saying, hey, I heard your speech. You did really great. You really remind me of this YouTuber I really like. Have you heard of him? <laughs> yes, and that was Marquez. Was that Marquez Brownlee? Yeah, yeah. And that it was, was. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's so funny that you remember that. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah, so, so that's, that's kind of where the, uh, where the, where the timeline's kind of um, interlinked a bit. And, um, and I guess what's funny is we haven't, we haven't met in person since. We have not, but we've been following each other on social media. And um, I think over the years, just like commenting uh, or like sending personal DMs to different uh, posts that we each make or a story on Instagram. So I, we haven't met since that event, but we've certainly sort of been in, in loose contact over the past few years due to the powers of social media. Yeah. Yeah, and, and much more so uh, over the past um, over the past sort of four or five months as we've been developing these projects and uh, yeah, it's, it's you know it's been it's been fantastic. I mean, first of all, it leads us to this uh, this first episode of the of the new action pod, and uh, yeah, and just and very exciting. And I think it's uh, um, you know really what it does speak to is the beauty of uh, and the importance uh, of networking. And, yeah. um, you know, and, and, and when you were sort of discussing your, um, your, uh, your attendance at this conference and sort of, you know, working with, uh, with other people from, from different groups and whatnot, it kind of actually made me a little bit, uh, a little bit, I don't want to say jealous, but definitely a little bit, um, it, it helped me to, you know, to, to recognize or just, uh, sort of, uh, reemphasize the, just the importance of networking and, and how important making those kinds of connections can be. And I'm sure you can really, you can really speak to that. Um, I'm sure a lot of things that uh, you've been working on have been as a result of, of, of strong networking. What comes next? What comes next? So I think, you know, we, we're trying something new, literally the new action pod, you know, where we're going to be having guests join us who are going to be talking about issues that they care about and issues that citizens and then people in Canada and around the world care about. And hopefully we can, you know, we can have conversations that enlighten our, our listeners and our viewers. And, um, you know, we, we share information that leads to their uh, growth and development and, and ways to take action online. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think so. I think, uh... <laughs> Uh, I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a very interesting experience, and I think that um, you know one of the uh, one of the things that I appreciated that my uh, co-founder um, and uh, my co-founder Sam um, and I took in terms of our uh, uh, our attitude towards when we developed Nouvelle was kind of you know trying to keep an open mind and recognizing that when you're trying new things, you don't want to um, 
limit the sort of opportunities of, of your project too much at, at the beginning, especially when you don't know, uh, you know, too much about it. And it's going to be fascinating. You know, we uh, we we develop um, you know ideas for new episodes and uh, stories to talk about and, and topics to discuss and and interviews to be had. Um, it's going to be interesting to see sort of the the, the shape um, of, of the narrative to a certain extent. Um, you know, but I think uh, I think that there's you know it's it's uh, there's a there's a huge variety of things that I think you and I are going to be interested to to follow it, and I think that what that really makes is a, a is an interesting podcast. Um, you know, something that isn't necessarily tied down, and and uh, you know every uh, if you're a, a young person, a millennial, Gen Z, um, you know I think that our goal is just going to you know be to make every every week or every new episode. Um, you know, something worthwhile um, for, for for a variety of different reasons, but um, but also something that encourages a sense of uh, you know solidarity and growth amongst um, young Canadians and then young citizens around the world um, to to do what they can uh, to, to take up action, to take up arms, um, and then solidarity and demonstration. Um, you know, to 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 push for uh, yeah, just a, a a better, connected, more wholesome, more beautiful world. Oh. So good. I couldn't have said it better. I literally didn't say it better. So kudos. <laughs> All cool, right. Um, You're not going to say subscribe to our YouTube channel, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I was not planning on saying that. But okay. I'm, I'm, on this episode, we shared with you a little bit about who we are and how we got to know each other and why we are launching the new Action Podcast. We hope you tune in. We hope you share this with your friends. And don't forget to follow us on social media <laughs> when, when when we actually get around to making the social media pages right oh my god there's so much we need we need logos we need a, we have a logo just have like our it should be the uh the, <laughs> talk about uh, it was a very self-centered episode honestly i hope that the audience doesn't get a sense that we're going to be um this is going to be a whole story of just like our lives um we just we just weren't proactive enough to plan anything to talk about outside of just us <laughs> Uh, no, no, no. This is all uh, this is all fantastic. There's no there's no right way to record a first episode of a podcast. In this case, the new action pod, new action podcast. Um, today, in which we 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 talk about in our first episode um, who we are, what we care about, what we plan to do with this this beautiful platform, um, and why by the end of the uh, the podcast we'll uh, we'll have convinced you to subscribe. Uh, and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts.